Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Just before we get started today, super cool free event kicking off next week. Yes, next week. <laughs> um, it's from the 24th, Sunday the 24th of September 2023. It's running for three days and it's for everyone who loves working with dogs and their people but sometimes struggles to motivate their clients. So if you set up a great training plan with someone and you think they're on board, but then you go back next week and they haven't done anything, or they tell you they have done something, but you take a look and you're like, I don't think you have. And it gets really quite stressful sometimes knowing how to support people. And of course, what happens often as well is people drop off, right? So they never call you back. They never get back to you because they're embarrassed. They haven't stuck to the plan. So we're going to be using lots of psychology, information and strategies to help help you to better motivate people and if it sounds like a good fit come along and join us it's absolutely free and it's really simple so I won't be getting you to do things that take forever just a five minute task each day and a live coaching call in the evening you can join by clicking the link in the show notes okay let's get to the episode Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, and with over a decade working in clinical psychology and dog behaviour, I've built my business into a small but mighty empire, allowing me to help thousands of dogs and their people each year. And the best bit? I'm no longer burning myself out in the process. And now I'd love to help you to do the same. This is the first dog trainer podcast to delve into the real talk when it comes to working as a dog professional, the highs, the lows, and how to provide emotional support for the dog, the human caregiver, and also for you, the trainer. So if you're a force-free dog pro who cares deeply for the dogs and people that you help, you are in the right place. Welcome to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Holly here from Paws Up Dogs, and today we are talking the R word. R word, recession. And this is a scary word for lots of people. It's a word that causes lots of worry to lots of people. Some of you may have experienced multiple recessions, depending on how old you are. And I remember when I graduated undergraduate university, it was 2008, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, we're walking out of uni, going straight into a recession. How are we going to find work? How's this all going to work? This is the worst time to graduate. Um, I'm not going to talk about the politics today. I'm not going to go into whether we should or shouldn't be worrying about a recession, whether how much of a recession there is. I'm not going to talk about any of that because that's not the purpose of this podcast. But what I do want to talk about is how we can think about a recession and the impact that it may have on your dog training or behavior business. Because it's scary when you run your own business. Now, of course, recessions can impact economy worldwide. We know that. All different industries. However, when it's just you (laughs) with your small, I would imagine most people listening have small businesses and small businesses don't have to be tiny amounts of revenue. But, you know, we consider a small business a business that's making millions, but isn't making billions or multiple higher level millions as well. So there's a huge range when we're thinking about a small business, Um, things like how many staff you have, what your turnover is, what kind of scope of products or services you offer, all of these things come into play. But when we're thinking about a recession and we're thinking about our own small business it can feel really scary and we can get really up in our heads about oh my gosh what is this going to mean for me is my business going to survive if we are and depending on your beliefs if we're currently in a recession if we're moving into a recession even if people are thinking that we are even if I don't believe it personally and there's you know I won't go into that but there's lots of different beliefs out there in terms of what this means and what we really want to think about is what can you do 
today, tomorrow, next week, next month, for the rest of the year into 2024 to essentially if not recession-proof your business, maybe recession-proof your thinking around your business. Because as always, how we think about things, how we appraise things, what meaning we apply to things can have a huge impact, not just on what happens, but on the actions that we take personally in our businesses as well. So what I really want to focus on today is the impact on the business in terms of customers, how many customers are coming in, how many clients you are signing, what kind of purchases they're making and the impact there. So some of you may think you've already seen an impact of, in the UK we've been calling it cost of living crisis and maybe a more global recession. I would say in my business I have noticed an impact It has not been catastrophic, it has not been massive, but I have definitely seen specifically for my membership options. So less so for people purchasing one-off courses and one-off kind of one-to-one options with me, but for those people that are paying a monthly fee for a membership, and I have a few of those in my business, I have seen an increase in people cancelling. And Me personally, I used to find this really hard when people cancelled. I would immediately make it mean something about me. Oh my gosh, I'm not providing a good enough service. People aren't enjoying it. And that may be the case in some cases. But actually, when I asked people, it was never that reason or they never told me it was that reason anyway. There were lots of factors for this. However, what we have noticed over the last few months is that people cancelling without even being asked are citing the reason being cost of living crisis, concerns about finances. And of course, there's things that you can put in place to help people and support people with that if you want to it's your choice but that is the main reason and it does give you a little bit of faith think oh my gosh that's more than last month um or the month before and you know is this sustainable are there going to be more and more and it's very easy to get into this pattern of oh my gosh everyone's going to leave (laughs) no one's going to stay um and that's scary because if that you're relying on that income coming in to pay your bills, either your business bills or your personal bills, that can be a bit of a concern. It's interesting that it's, in my business anyway, it's the membership that has been more difficult for people. And the reason that that's interesting is because in my business, that's one of the, or in fact, the lowest cost options for people. So the reason that it's lowest cost is because it's group. People aren't getting really any of my one-to-one time. If they want to do one-to-one, that's much more expensive for obvious reasons. Um, There are resources provided on a weekly or monthly basis, depending on the membership. Um, And people, the onus is really on them to kind of access them themselves. We let them know that they're there, but it's really on them to kind of self-motivate a little bit. So that's why it's the lowest price option. So it's interesting that that's the one that is more likely to get cancelled. But I don't think it's anything to do with the amount. I think cancellations would be the same if my membership was £10 a month or if it was £600 a month. I think the difference is that is it is recurring. So when people buy an annual membership, you know, however much it might be, let's say £500 for the year, for example, they've paid it and then by the next month they've usually forgotten about it so they might be accessing the material sure but the actual payment itself has already been processed that was last month we don't care about it anymore I don't have to worry about it for a whole other year yet when people are paying possibly the same amount but broken into 12 installments suddenly that feels like more of a pressure it's another direct debit that has been added to what most people already have lots and lots of direct debits <laughs> that come out of their their bank every single month and it feels like when people think oh my gosh we're going to be stretched for money 
That's the first thing they do. They look at the monthly things that are going out and they say, what's a luxury? What can I cut? And unfortunately, a lot of what we're doing as dog trainers and behaviorists, it is considered a luxury because it's definitely more of a luxury to train your dog than it is to buy your dog food, for example, that keeps them alive. <laughs> it's definitely more of a luxury to train your dog than to pay your medical bills, for example, if you live in a country where medical bills are needed or vet bills. So actually, there's a few things going on there and there's something psychological about the monthly membership. So what can that mean for you? Well, one of two things, one of two ways you can look at this. Either you increase the number of launches or the number of times that new people can come into your membership because people will still be joining and we'll talk about that in a second so that's one option you bring more people in more regularly to kind of even out that drop-off rate that's one option and that's relatively easy to do if you've got a system in place the other option is you think about well actually should I just not worry so much about that for now I'll really focus on the people that are still here give them the best value I possibly can so when they are making that decision about what is expendable and what can go I'm not one of the things on their list this month Maybe next month they have to think again, but this month they go, you know what, actually I loved what, I don't know, Holly did in the membership this month. It was really useful for me. I can't wait to see what she brings next month. So I'm going to stick around for another month. So you can see it's the same problem, but the way you look at it can be a little bit different. And in fact, you could do both of these if you wanted to, and you've got capacity and bandwidth. You could bring more people in more regularly. And you could also really focus on making the experience for the people who have stayed the priority. Because if we get so focused in on, oh gosh, this person left and this person left and oh my gosh, this person's been here for two years and now they're leaving. We start to get into this mindset of everyone's leaving. Well, actually, for the most part, most people have stayed. So let's focus on those people. Let's focus on making their experience really amazing and really rich. Okay. So that's the first thing to think about. Really consider if you have noticed something in your business that you think might be recession related, you have noticed a drop off somewhere, what can you do to really kind of improve that part of your business? The second thing I really want to talk about is putting your own beliefs about the recession onto others. So this could be could be any belief you like. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one of the most obvious ones. So if you are someone who is very, very worried about the recession, very, very worried about how you are going to personally manage financially, maybe you don't have a huge amount of disposable income, or maybe recently you've lost some of your income, perhaps one of the reasons that we spoke about just a second ago, and you are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not sure how I'm going to make this work month on month. I'm really stressed and worried about this. Because that's in your mind, it's so easy to assume everybody else is feeling the same and thinking the same. And that is just never going to be true. (laughs) Never. Because sure, plenty of people could think and feel just like you do. But just as many, if not more people could be not even remotely bothered Now, they might not be bothered because they don't believe it's an issue. They might not be bothered because they have loads of money and savings and loads of ways of kind of giving themselves a bit of a buffer. They might not be bothered because they think, oh, this will blow over at some point. Or they might be someone who's experienced financial hardship on and off over the years and they've always found a way to make it work. So they're like, even if the stuff does get tough now, I will find a way through this. So 
when you're thinking about doing your promotion and your advertising for your business, try not to hold back because you're thinking, oh gosh, I probably shouldn't promote because no one wants to buy anything right now. No one wants dog training right now. How do you know? (laughs) Dogs will still be experiencing difficulties. Humans will still be experiencing difficulties. There will still be problems in those relationships between dogs and people. And remember, people tend to seek help for the things that are most important to them and also most painful to them. So if you're someone that has a dog that's got really aggressive behavior right now, actually they, that may well be a priority regardless of whether you might have to cut back in other areas. So just remembering that your thoughts and feelings and worries and concerns about how you're going to manage financially are not the same for everyone else. And if you put those thoughts onto other people and assume things about other people, you are going to be cutting off your revenue way too quickly (laughs) because that is just not the case for everybody. Okay. The other thing that's really important to keep an eye on, and this is something that all of us do, especially if we're feeling stressed, is having a kind of all or nothing mentality. So what I mean by that is kind of similar to what we both spoke, what we spoke about just a second ago, but it's this idea that there's no middle ground where people can kind of make decisions. The idea is either, oh my gosh, the recession is affecting everything, my whole business is going to be impacted, everything's going to change, it's going to have these huge knock-on effects, everything's awful, everything's awful, or the nothing version, which is, I don't need to worry about this. I don't even need to look about look at my numbers in my business. I'm sure everything's fine. <laughs> it's kind of ostrich in the sand type moment. I don't think either of those extremes are particularly helpful. Um, thinking of the second one, you should always know what your numbers are in your business. It's very easy to just kind of go, oh, I roughly know I'm making about this much a month. But actually knowing what exactly what you're making and where that money's coming from shows you areas to improve it shows you things to focus on it's incredibly helpful so we don't want to just be like nah, I'm sure it's fine <laughs> we definitely want to keep an eye on things keep a finger on the pulse but equally we don't want to be in that real panicked state because as we just spoke about a second ago that's not going to help you see clearly and see areas to focus on so if you find yourself in this kind of all or nothing mentality just notice it and go "Uh oh <laughs> I think I need to just take a step back take a break for a second and, and look at things a bit more objectionally is that a word in an objectional way let's say <laughs> um okay and the last thing I want to talk to you about is actually how you might use talking about a recession to your advantage in your business so think back to covid if you had a business during covid and all of the ways that companies basically capitalized on the fact that people were stuck home and not able to leave the house <laughs> um so for me for example i spoke lots and lots to puppy parents so many people got puppies in covid for obvious reasons um but they weren't able to take them to local puppy classes they weren't able to take them out to socialize they weren't able to do any of the things that are often recommended to do with a puppy and so it was a perfect opportunity for me to come in with my puppy course and say these are all the things you need to do to make sure that you still bring your puppy up in a great way even though you can't access some of the things you would normally access for support people made whole businesses like based on blankets that you could wear on the sofa people developed um 
like with hundreds of thousands of companies were developed online that had never been online before fitness industry exploded because people couldn't do face-to-face personal training sessions but they could do them online there were so many industries that people had never even considered working with online that all of a sudden were like hang on a second (laughs) and of course loads of those industries went on to continue doing their work online because they didn't have to pay for office space and they didn't have to pay for overheads and rent when they found out actually you know I can do this online it does work people will pay for it and now I've got something that works I can carry on so what people started to do is to talk about the stuff rather than pretending it wasn't happening a lot of the marketing became oh my gosh are you so bored at home why don't you come and do this new hobby (laughs) or oh my gosh everyone's feeling really frustrated with their partner because they're stuck in the house with them 24 7 here's this online couples therapy so we can think about the recession in the same way. So rather than being scared of it or being frightened about mentioning it, oh my gosh, if I mention it, people aren't going to buy my services. How about we do the exact opposite of that? And we say, oh my gosh, I know money's tight right now. So I've got this great special offer for you for the next 24 hours. Or um, I know money's tight right now. So when you buy my puppy program, I'm also going to give you my, I don't know, recall program or my home alone training program. So instead of having to buy all of those as three separate courses, I'm going to give them to you as a bundle. So you're not manipulating people because people still have a choice here. They have a choice. If they don't want those things, they don't buy them. Totally up to them. But you are saying, you know what? I know times are tough right now. So here's what I am willing to offer as means of support as a company. I'm not giving it to you for free because I also need to make money. But these are some extras you can have when you buy this program. And don't sell yourself short, don't give away all of your stuff for free, but just think about how you can add little extra things here and there that aren't going to cost you tons of money, preferably stuff you already have, like little workshops and things like that. Um, Or if you've got access, if you do local training, if you have uh, affiliates and um, partnerships with the local companies, how can you make your package more attractive by maybe having discounts off of a groomer or something like that? You can really play around with this. But think about using it to your advantage rather than hiding from it can make you feel quite powerful. (laughs) You can be like, yeah, I'm tackling this head on. I'm not scared of it. I'm not running away from it. So last thing I just want to say before we finish up today, today is that a reminder that because you've chosen this path to become an entrepreneur that's what you have decided to do which is very cool and I am here for it 100% obviously just a reminder that you have the ability to find a way to make money literally every second of every day that is the beauty of being an entrepreneur If you work for someone else, you will usually have a cap on your salary. And sure, you can do other things. You can sell some of your stuff and all that kind of thing. But ultimately, there's a little bit of a ceiling in terms of how much money you can bring home each month. When you're an entrepreneur, there is no ceiling. There is no limit on the amount of offers you can make. There is no limit on what you charge. You decide. So if you do get, you know, three two thirds of the way through the month and you're like oh this is not where I normally am at this point I think you know it's recession or is another reason for it no worries you still have the option to make another offer to your audience to put out another program or something with you don't do anything willy-nilly try and do something that you know your audience would like ask them what they would like is always a good idea but 
there will always be a way to bring in more money when you own your own business. And with that, don't forget as well that the people that you're promoting to, the clients that you potentially want to bring on, they also will find a way to make the money they need to make to work with you if it's important enough to them. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that. There are people who are living in incredible poverty and that may not be the case for them. But for lots of people, if there is the option to choose between, oh, I want to do this dog training package with Mary (laughs) um, or actually I'd like to go out for dinner a couple of times this month. If that dog training package and working with you is important, people may prioritise that over having a couple of dinners out, for example. So in my life, for example, not recently, fortunately, but in previous years, there were many, many, many times, many occasions when I didn't have enough money to make ends meet. I didn't have enough money to pay for everything I needed to pay for that month. My priority was always my dogs. So my dogs had food, my dogs had chews, my dogs had availability to veterinary care, medication for a couple of them. They always had what they needed. That was my main priority. Now, people may say I should have been my main priority, but that's personally what I wanted to prioritise. So no matter what position I was in, I always found a way to cover their costs, even if I didn't cover some of my own and, you know, direct debits bounced and stuff like that. I always found a way to cover their costs. And there were I was very inventive. <laughs> there were all kinds of things that I did to make sure that was an option because that's what was important to me so try to keep that in mind as well if you find yourself going down that spiral and thinking oh my gosh it's all over (laughs) no one's going to want to work with you with me anymore that's not the case um if you found this episode helpful make sure you let me know come and send me an email info at pauseupdogs.com or send me a dm on instagram you can find the links below And don't forget as well, if you are someone who would like a little bit of help on how to better motivate your clients to stick to your training plans, make sure that you click the uh, link in the show notes and come and join us next week where we'll be talking all about that and I'll be giving you lots of tips and strategies that you can take away and use in your business. All right, guys, take care. Bye for now.